Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hooligan Report. It's our last episode of the season, part two of our review of the Premier League season. And I have with me Cruyff. Hello. And I also have Wilston Raider. Howdy. Boys, uh, well, let's get stuck into it. It's been quite an interesting season, some unexpected results, as we, we touched on that in the first part. Um, I wanted to go into detail, first of all, about the title race, um, especially as you were both involved in it at different points of the season. Um, Manchester <coughs> City as well, um, although in the end it was Leicester getting the win. Um, I'll start with you, Cruyff. Um, Arsenal obviously kind of set the pace early on, Um did you have much hope that you'd actually get pulled through and, and win the title? If you ask JD, he said I called us champions at Christmas, and <laughs> unfortunately that is, that, that, is, that is true. I said we'll, we'll win the league. It was sort of in jest, but I mean, I, I did think we, we could do it because I think we're top in December or around Christmas time. But I mean, we just uh, come the Christmas period, we just padded off after that, and it was, we really couldn't recover from from a poor festive period. You had that win over Leicester with um, the last-minute winner. Um, did that sort yeah. of... Would that, from memory, that didn't put you back on top, did it? Or were you, were you on top of I don't think point? so, no. It, it, it gave me a, a, a bit of hope, like a bit of hope was reinvigorated, but I, I was still quite pessimistic of our chances then, because I think that was in February or March. Yeah. Uh, and then, Wilson Raider, with Spurs, you obviously made the late charge and you were sort of the last man standing in the challenge against Leicester, uh, but then still managed to end up finishing third. Can, uh, um, can you stop? Stop right there. <laughs> but... Yeah, in, we... we, we uh, yeah, sorry, carry on. Carry sorry, on. I was just going to say, in terms of expectations at the start of the season, um, was, it still, was it still a successful season in yeah. your mind? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We well exceeded, I think, our expectations. Um, it was all yeah. I mean, the, the the hope was like that we'd we'd sneak into the top four, and uh, yeah, we we more than uh, sort of achieved that. Um, yeah, won't won't lie. It was a bit of a downer at the end, uh, not massively. I know there was a big hoo ha on the on the boards, you know. Um, all the gooners jumping in, saying oh, we're, how devastated we must be. But but it was a gutting, but it wasn't like, oh, no, this is the end of the world kind of thing. It's not like finishing being sort of pipped to fourth place, is it? It was different to that. I mean, it was more... I never thought we was going to win the league, even sort of um, four, uh, four or five games out. I just think uh, it was. we just had too much to do. So um, even losing the league... Um, it wasn't like a Liverpool slippy G kind of scenario. It was a, um, you'd already accepted it, do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Um, it was gutting the way we threw away the 2 0 lead at Chelsea and uh, just completely imploded on that night. Um, but I think, uh, I think, I think everyone's really, uh, Spurs are quite happy. But of course, you got to listen now all summer long to, um, well, not obviously, you know what I mean, uh, the Gooners are sort of still crying, crying um, over you. So, but yeah, it was a good, it was definitely a good season. Mind the gap. Do you think Mind the gap. Shut it. Um, do you think it kind of gives you that self-belief, though, that next season you can go on and win the title, or is um, that, like, like that's what I really like—an yeah. interesting quote because 
It's, I mean, I, I made like a bit of a um, uh, prediction that it would be between Liverpool and Spurs next season. Next season. But I mean, you just can't. You, it's going to be so much stuff going on over the summer that I just, I just think um, it is. No, no one's going to know really until uh, until all the transfer business is done. I think we are in a strong position if we. Um, just going forwards because we've got a team. We've almost got a complete team. I think we probably do need, obviously, a backup or a addition to Kane, and uh, maybe a bit more depth in midfield, um, especially being in the Champions League. But um, but you, you just don't know what what City, United, um, Chelsea, and even Arsenal are going to like uh, doing the summer. So it's um, you know it's a bit early to say, isn't it, at the moment. Well, if you believe the papers overnight, um, Arsenal have had have triggered Jamie Vardy's release yeah. clause, so that, yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. yeah, big time. He's not an Arsenal player, though, is he? Really, no. I can't imagine. It's a bit of a. It was that one they brought the fox in the box. That it reminds me of. It's Francis Jeffers. It's going to be another one of them, I reckon. I just yeah. don't think he'll fit the Arsenal mould. I don't know what. Um, it, you put you put Ozil behind Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy will score fifty goals, in the <laughs> and that's that's just in the league. That's just the, he had he had the donkey Giro. Oh, he started in front early of this him. season, didn't he? He had, he had the donkey Giro in front of him and created one hundred and forty-five assists in the league, which is the most ever. And he scored. He's assisted uh, the most in the top league since two thousand. One hundred and forty-five. How many seasons has Ozil been at three? Isn't it three? What, and he, how many in assists? This, in, in, in this season alone, he created 145 chances. Oh, right, but how many of them were proper chances, do you know what I mean? I mean, that's just one of those stats, like... Um, does that mean any shot on goal is considered a chance? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, but... Uh, that's, that's but there's still a lot. He's obviously seen. still a lot. He's the class player. He's one of the best the issue is, four though, or five Jamie, players in the league. Jamie Vardy plays on that sort of counter-attacking style of football where he has a lot of space to break into, but Arsenal build the play up, so I don't know how he can really yeah, benefit. I don't, I don't think Vardy's technically good enough to be an Arsenal player. I mean, obviously he can score goals, but he can't dribble. He's, I don't think his first touch is that great. He's, he does, he's not a great passer. He's sort of, it sort of bucks the Arsenal trend, I guess. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, the, th- the third team that missed out on the title um, after an early challenge was Manchester City. Um, and I wanted to ask you both, obviously the announcement that Pep Guardiola was taking over in the summer seems to have been that turning point for City. But last season as well, they really seemed to struggle in the second half of the season. Do you think that Guardiola can turn them around for next season? Absolutely. Absolutely. In, in three months, he'll what? be able to change the, the mentality nah, enough? No, nah. Maybe not no. three months, but if if he comes in, makes his stamp, and especially with training regimes and methods and and how they train, don't, don't believe the hype. It's public enemy said, mate. Seriously, I, I he, he's only hype. he's he's only ever been in leagues where it's like a one or two horse race. So he's going to be completely a new. Yeah, but then he's he's, he's still won. He's he's still won the Champions League twice or three times. Yeah, we fucking with with Barcelona. I mean, yeah, I could win the Champions League with Barcelona. They didn't win it this year. <laughs> yeah, but Pep wasn't there this year. No, but well, I, that's what I mean. Barcelona didn't win it. But this year. I mean, he even gets. I mean, he's taken. Uh, would, would you say I, that I he's taken, taken by Munich back and well, backwards almost? You know. Well, they they won the Champions League under him, didn't they? I think. No, no, not under Pep. No, no. 
Oh, I'm not sure. Like, I, th- I don't think Munich. Yeah, they didn't reach. They didn't even reach the final. He won 82 of 103 Bundesliga games or something. Yeah, but, but again, the Bundesliga. But yeah. again, you can only beat what's in front of you, though. I know, yeah, I so it, it's a relative. But but but, but I mean, what, what his thing was at um, Barcelona, wasn't it? That he he just brought through all the youth kind of players. It wasn't hmm. like he molded a team. So can he? Can he, st- he? He still taught them to play the way they do, though. Is that right? Well, so he for, was, a youth, he, for, for a youth coach to come through and, and coach a senior team like Barcelona to champ, numerous Champions Leagues and La Ligas, it's 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 not a walk in the yeah, park. But, like yeah, was, okay, like I'll accept that. But then, but then, how long will it take him to to like see the fruition of um, the the well, it depends who he signs? So obviously, yeah, but he can, he, whoever he signs, he can't. Yeah, but he, whoever he signs, he can't mould into a. Um, into the player that he wants, because he can only do that with youth, can't he? Well, there was the point made that, uh, who was it, Vieira was managing the Manchester City youth team um, in the style that Guardiola would expect them to play. So they might, you might see some of those younger guys coming through for Man City already playing in the right style that Guardiola's looking for. Um, so you'd, mm. hope, you'd hope that City is sort of starting to prepare for, for him being in charge, do we see him being like a? a well, yeah. Do we see him being a long-term manager for City? Or so that's, that's, that's my point. I, I don't think you will see. I mean, unless he goes out and buys the Messi's, and, and which I don't think will happen, you won't see an immediate like situation where. Um, well, they've signed they become already, Barcelona so, Mark Two. So they've signed Gundogan already, and that's that's already a start with with. I mean, he's good on the ball, good first touch, good vision, good passing. Guardiola type player. I mean, it's it, He's got the Bruno. He's got Silva, Kun. Mm. It. I mean, it, there's a report he wants ten new players, but it's not like he has a bunch of duds to start with. He's got a few world class players there already. So, well, so back yeah, to that but, question, then I guess, yeah. do you do you see him being a long term manager for City, or or will he be sort of that three or four year job for them? I think maybe, he'll get. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that that period, I reckon. Yeah, I think you you get a bit bored to stay beyond say four years. I reckon. Do you do you reckon? Because I mean, as you say, he's he's only been in leagues where there's one or two teams in the for the title. Would would managing City sort of be much more interesting for him and much more of a challenge if every year he's I not? Think, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I I think the Premiership in general will be a bigger challenge for him, and um, you know, and I suppose that City's got everything that he needs um, uh, to be to, to you know to be successful, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. We just yeah. have to have to stay yeah. on that one. I, I mean, yeah, I definitely think he'll be certainly medium term. And whether it's long term, I don't know. And then obviously, final word should go to um, the champions of the league, which is Leicester. Um, just an unbelievable season, I expect, do you guys to say. I mean, um, to come from where they were last season to being t- uh, title winners this season is just absolutely incredible. Um, at what point did each Amazing. of you? Re- at which point did you each of you really believe that they could win the title? Um, given the fact that uh, obviously up until January or so, it was sort of expected that they'd fall away. Mm. Feb. Oh, Feb. Oh. What was that, Crifey? For, for me, it was Feb. I, I, Feb. I, I, I was off them for a while, and then I'm like, I, I can't dislike them. They're doing yeah. too well, and I, I conceded defeat. <laughs> I think um, I think before, it certainly weren't before Crystal. I, th- I think the City game was a turn. I, th- I think the, the Spurs game when they beat us one nil. I thought 
I thought we wouldn't catch them at that, after that game. I, I don't think we was... That was before we had our really good run. But I think, yeah, so the Spurs game was when I started to think they could do it. And I think the City game when they won there... I think I actually even said that they would win the league at that point. I think that was January or February. Yeah, I think um, that City game and, for me, that 3-0 that win was just yeah. so comprehensive. Yeah, that, that 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 was, I think a lot of people then started to think, it still was kind of like, oh no, they can't, surely it's Leicester, they <laughs> can't do it. But I think people, if you actually looked at the stats and, and who they had to play, and they were starting to get it together defensively, I think um, it was about that time. And it, it, it came sort of, I mean, it wasn't long after that when that really, that it, if that they would have had to choke really to, to lose it, I yeah. thought. And I mean, and Arsenal and City both went on really bad runs around that time, didn't they, as well? So, Who would you each say was their most important player for the season? Who had the most influence on them eventually winning the title? Well, are we doing that from you? Asking or from a Bayern perspective where uh, how many times they touched the ball? <laughs> um, well, just from the perspective of who had the biggest influence on, on their season, yeah. Oh, it's got. It's got to be. You go, you go. Morris, isn't it? Well, to me, I don't think you can pinpoint one player because without yeah, Kante, yeah. they 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 might have a leaky defence. Without Morris, they don't score the goals. Without Vardy, they don't score the goals. With a poorer keeper, they concede a lot more. Without Morgan, they don't have leadership. So I don't think you can actually pinpoint one thing in that Leicester side. Who is? I think most say, for- You know what? I'd say Ranieri. Yeah, he was a massive. He was a, like a massive factor, isn't he? But um, I, just, I just can't like. Uh, I, I don't understand how it happened. Really, still, still to this day, I'm thinking. And even Tottenham, how did Tottenham almost? Uh, how were they the last man standing as a challenger? I mean, it's just a really bizarre season. Um, I think um, if you look at it, one more thing on that. If you, I think Vardy started the season on fire, and then um, then it was all about Mares, and then I think it all sort of came about uh, Kante. So I think each one of those three players had like a big spell where, where they was um, not carrying the team, but but sort of stepping up, you know. And then certainly in those 1-0 results towards the end, Schmeichel um, really stood up as well. Schmeichel, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole defence was just like really... Um, I mean, I think I think we conceded less goals than them, didn't we? But it wasn't there wasn't much in it in the end. Uh, Thanks to Newcastle. Well, speaking of Newcastle, that's a good segue. We can talk now about the relegated sides in that relegation battle towards the end of the season. Um, That's it, right? Sorry? Mm. Unbelievable. Newcastle and Villa were like two massive... Well, maybe not massive, but... I mean, they're top ten, aren't they, would you say, clubs in England? You would say so, yeah, in, terms of, in terms of history. And, and, and you look at the, just the, even just the sheer size of their stadiums. Yeah. They're competing in the um, championship. You, you think Burton Albion supporters, for instance, being promoted from League One, going to a ground like St. James's Park will just be... Yeah, that's for right. Them. Um, Villa, obviously, for most of the season, looked nailed on for relegation, so they were sort of um, out of the out of the running for survival quite early. But in terms of Norwich and Newcastle, you can look at sides like um, uh, Sunderland was another one that qu- came quite close to going down. And um, mm. I'm trying to think, who else was really in, in the relegation battle? for? for I thought Swansea at one time Swansea, were looking it, pretty yeah, dicey. Yeah, when, they... when Monk was around, yeah, they weren't looking too, too great. Palace got dragged down. Yeah, Palace. 
Um, so, so there's one other, wasn't there? Um, Norwich. N- well, Norwich went down, down yeah. obviously. Yeah. Sunderland. There was, see, I think, yeah, those, so the three that went down, plus uh, Sunderland, Swansea and Palace. Toward, at the, you know, towards the midway of the season, I think Bournemouth were sort of in and around that area. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they was always just above, like, danger, yeah. wasn't they? So, so, I mean, I think they'll really struggle next year, uh, Bournemouth. Of the th- of the three um, that um of the three that did go down, uh, who do you guys see as the most likely to come back up? Who's sort of best prepared for for bouncing? Oh uh, well, it's obvious that in it, at least yeah. Newcastle. I, th- I think Villa obviously have made now they've got rid of their owner and I think it's De- De Matteo been Dem- appointed. Yeah, Dem- right? Dimatteo has been appointed with Steve Clark as his assistant, so that's a, a pretty experienced duo. So you you I mean they've got to do so much work though I mean they've almost got to buy a whole new team um, so it's still not guaranteed well nowhere near guaranteed that they're going to come straight back up but I think they'll have a lot I mean the people talk about their double relegation which I don't think is going to happen now but Newcastle definitely I, I mean I, uh, almost I mean I think they'd be almost odds on to come up. Um, and uh, Norwich is a, is a difficult one. They're sort of yo-yoing now, aren't they? So they'll probably be certainly in the sort of frame, top, top six kind of thing. What's your opinion, Crave? Mm, I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting one. It's, I, don't, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I mean, uh, who, who will you... Who will Newcastle lose? Probably Townsend. That, Vinaldum. 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 Uh, yeah. Shelby might stick around. But you'd back Newcastle to come back up, I think. And I mean, potentially, you got, potentially Villa. Just with but their manager. Their manager. Villa were absolutely I mean, woeful, though. And you, you've got to wonder... You go. Sorry, I was just going to say... Um, no, I was just making a point about... Um, I mean, Benitez, he's... I was about a discussion on the board whether he's sort of um, being. I mean, he's a top-level manager, but whether it would count a, for anything in the in the championship. But surely it'd be a huge disappointment for Newcastle if they couldn't get back up with Benitez as yeah, manager. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they've and given themselves you, you, the best chance. Surely, they, and I guess Derby too. I mean, not that they were in the Premier League last season, but um, yeah, Derby they, with they, Nigel they, Pearson now. Yeah. Um, there's a few, so, there's but a you, few you, pretty scary looking championship clubs for next season. I, I think Villa though is Villa. Villa will be interesting to see how they, how they perform. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think um, I, I like to see Brighton come up because I was just think they're so unlucky. I mean, to, how many points? Eighty-seven, eighty-nine, was it? Or yeah, something? They, they missed out on the automatic promotion on goal difference. Yeah, wow. and, and they've, they've a couple of seasons now. They've been sort of in that position, or well, not. I mean, this season even more so. And I, I just think it'd be nice to see them come up because it's a different kind of team that haven't been up before. Yeah, um, well, QPR. I think QPR will come come good. I, I still hope to see Leeds getting it together. You know, you never know. Forest, Ipswich. So there's some big clubs that you know down there that that you know that would definitely add to the prem. And I guess that so, was my point you know, in regards to Benitez at Newcastle was that, you know, just throwing money at the division won't necessarily get success because you look at a club like a Brighton or a Derby or a whoever who have actually, or Sheffield Wednesday, who have played in that league for so many years now and are mm. so accustomed to that, um, to what but is what I'd say, out of it. 
What I'd say to that is, Sam, is like um, your club, you you managed to keep your team together, and um, even then we only we we only barely scraped out of it. Yeah. But you then, do, I mean, how much better of a manager is Benitez to, <laughs> to, sure, to sure, Bruce? Sure, but Bruce I mean, also, Bruce, so, Bruce, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think if they keep their, the majority of their players together, um, I can't see any reason why they, they, you know, and they did finish the season really well. They, they, I mean, look how they murdered, I don't, yeah, I don't know what Tottenham were playing out in that last game, but, you know, there was other good results. They um, drew, at, drew at Liverpool. Um, City, I think they drew with, and they won some. Ga- I mean, so the the signs are good for them, I think. But yeah, it's no it is no guarantee. But if you if you was a betting man, you'd, you'd definitely put money on Newcastle. Yes. Well, I mean, as as you say, um, we did scrape out of the division through the playoffs, and looking at managers like <laughs> Benitez and Di Matteo, I'm pretty happy to be out of it. Well, we'll talk now then about um, the playoff final, um, which Hull did win, and we did we did get promoted um, as a result. And I know that there was a lot of discussion on the board around um, some off-field aspects of the playoff final, which um, I, I thought might be worth discussing um, oh, yeah. briefly <laughs> know, on yeah. here. Um, yeah. Well, it, it's quite an interesting one because in the in the last few days, there's been a bit of talk to and fro about whether we will actually be sold because uh, the owners have had us supposedly up for sale for about two years now. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. If you look on Twitter, people posting quotes from um, Asim Alam from, from the time where he said he'd go within 24 hours if the name change didn't go through, and if he couldn't find a buyer, he'd give the club away for free. But we're still sit, sat here two years later waiting for a sale to go through, and what I reckon's happening mm-hmm. now is that they've looked at the money on offer in the Premier League and thought, oh, actually, you know what, might might be worth hanging yeah. around for next season. Um, but there's just there's just been so many off-field issues with those owners over the last two or three years that they've been in charge, um, mm. from from telling the supporters to die when they want, when we chanted that we were City till we die, um, from closing a community sporting centre in Hull and turning it into um, our uh, grounds for our academy, which I think legally we weren't able to do, but somehow it's it's uh, been pushed to the side and ignored. Um, uh, from basically, they're trying to bring in a membership scheme for next season, which abolishes concessions. So um, seniors and kids will be basically paying the same as an adult, which for some of them is, you know... Um, going from a £30 season ticket to a £230 season ticket... Um, mm. And then just there's been a, there's been a stealth rebrand for a stealth rebrand of the club, which I think is one of the things that's bothering people a lot as well. Because despite the name change being rejected, if you look at our Facebook mm. page, if you look at any media put out by the club, any news articles, any ticketing information, it all lists us as the Tigers or as Hull City Tigers no. or anything like that. That's outrageous. Um, which it's just it's well, just but, ridiculous that, that the FA has made a decision yeah. about what our name is and the club has just basically disregarded them. Um, yeah, I don't know what you can do to be honest. I mean, what, is it beneficial to to all to to stay away? I mean, absolutely, um, and that's why we we can't understand why they want to stay in charge because Asemalam 
from all reports, is very, very much on his deathbed, um, quite, quite literally, um, great, gravely ill. His son, Ehab, who's taken over the running of the club, um, is also trying to run their marine business. So, from all, from all... Well, where are these blokes from? Are they from Thailand? No, so they're, they're Egyptian initially, but they live in Egypt. Oh, so, so, all right. But but they've okay. been living. They've been living. So how did they get involved in the? So they've well, been living in Hull for sixty years. How did they get involved years. in the club? They've been living in Hull for about sixty years. So Assem came oh, over right. to escape, ironically, to escape a dictator regime in Egypt and, and settled in Hull, where oh. he went to uni, where he became an accountant, um, and built up his fortune. And his son was born and raised here. Um, so mm. so it's interesting. I mean, people look at the club and say, "Oh, you know, bloody foreign owners, look what they've done." But I'll they're tell you what, mate, you're owners. in a right right old pickle, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> so you're it, it's, it's you're in a bit of a pickle, I think. So I, I would have, I would have thought from all sides that having some sort of agreement that if we stay up, that the new owners provide the Alums with a further payment upon survival would make sense to both sides because then the Alums can still get extra income from us staying up in the Premier League but as a club we can move forward and can actually get this new ownership in. Well I'll tell you what, you you know if you're going into the Premiership you need to, your club needs to be all singing from the same hymn sheet and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's so it's going to be so competitive. Yeah, it's a big, a big summer ahead I think to sort things out there. Yeah? So to, so to bring it back to the playoff final, um, the last few games of the season we were having protests against this membership scheme where they um, they had a red card member uh, red card protest where they would everyone in the ground basically was holding up red cards to give the membership mm. scheme the red card and, and that, that's that's why only fifty five of them turned up. Yeah, well, well, basically, yeah, a lot of people who have boycotted games all season. Um, because for whatever reason, whether it was the name change, whether it was the treatment from the owner or, or what it was, a lot of people have basically yeah. said they were staying away until he left. And they did that last season mm. in the Premier League. They've done it this season in the Championship. So it's mm. not a... It's not a oh, oh, right, I, okay. go in the I didn't re- I didn't. I didn't notice they'd stayed away last season. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I know I was one of... Oh, sorry? I was one of the people who had a concise review on the board yeah. with, about this. And I'm of the opinion... Um, I've, I wouldn't say I back the fans doing that, but I wouldn't condone them for doing it either. I think it's entirely their choice. So I th- I it's think- not like I don't. It, it, it does. It's unfortunate that it, it, it's going to hurt you as a club. But it, you know, on the, in the you know, on the other hand, that they've, I think they've got a right to feel grieved. So yeah. it's one I- of those. I think it wasn't noticeable last season in the Premier League because we would have still had all of those sorts of you know Premier League tourists going to games and filling out those empty seats, but they've obviously stayed away mm. this season. And the supporters who are actually boycotting boycotting the games are a lot more noticeable. And that that is then why for the Wembley game there were so few seats sold because people just mm. been, become so disenchanted with the club and so alienated. Do, do you know the actual amount? The actual amount that you uh, took down there. Uh, I think. I mean, they closed was, the whole top tier, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I think we took something like twenty-five or twenty-six thousand, which is tiny, and I accept that's tiny. But when you consider yeah, that, yeah, that's that's like what. That's average, what a, yeah. a, a, a League Two side would yeah. take, wouldn't it, isn't it? When really? you consider that our average yeah. gate for the season's been about twelve or thirteen thousand, that's. Well, you, still, I suppose all you, have, still, all you have to do, yeah. SM, is, is look back and how how many did you take? Um, was it two thousand and 
eight or nine. Or, or eight, yeah, eight for the playoff final, but then 2014 for the FA Cup final. And we sold it out. We, you know, semi-final yeah. and final so, for the FA so. Cup, we sold it out. So it's not an issue so, uh, that we don't have the supporter yeah. base. It's just that people mm. aren't, aren't feeling the desire to go. Yeah, a bit of worrying times, mate. Worrying yeah. times. I hope, um, yeah, I hope you, you sort of get something sorted out. Because, yeah, you're going to need yes. to. To get back onto the on-field side of things, though, did either of you catch the game? And, and if so, what were your thoughts yeah. on the final? Yeah, I, I thought I thought you dominated the game. I did watch that game. Um, and, yeah, the, the, the right team definitely won. I was a bit, a bit, a bit um, disappointed for Wednesday. Uh, I know, yeah, I was happy for you, but um, I thought Wednesday with their support. But then it was their first big, big yeah. sort of day from years, wasn't it? But yeah. um, And they are quite a big club. But, uh, yeah, you, you deserve to go up. And you deserve to go up uh, over um, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously, because you finished with a lot more points. So. Uh, Cruyff, I'll shut up now. Let that's all right. Cruyff, did you catch the game? I only saw the goal, but what a hit. Yeah. If you, if you look at the, the highlights as a whole as well, as uh, Wilson Raiders saying, I mean, it was one of those games where we had so many chances in the first half I, I almost started to get worried that it wasn't going to be our day, and it was one of those games where you have all of those chances, and then you know Wednesday would nick a goal down the other end and and hold on for a, an undeserved win. So it was quite lucky that we did mm-hmm. actually end up winning the game. But um, I bet you was yeah, I could imagine you was going through the through the uh, motions on that. Yeah, absolutely. but yeah, I had the same I had the same thought, but um, yeah, it doesn't always pan out like that. But you, yeah, it does cross your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. So. Middlesbrough, so, Middlesbrough yeah, Burnley and Hull all promoted uh, for next season. Um, I guess question, like I said, with the relegated teams, with these promoted teams, who's the most likely to stay up now? That's a good question. I, I think, um, I mean, what, what usually happens, I, I, was, I was thinking about this because I'm you know, getting old and sad, but um, usually you, you never get three teams, you never get all three teams go down, do you? Back no. down, straight back down. Not you never get all, and you never get all three teams stay up. So basically, what you're looking at is either one, usually one, I think, of the three will will go down, and sometimes two. And I, and so I, I think out of the, I think to be fair, if if nothing is resolved at Hull, then you would, yeah. you know, unfortunately think that Hull are probably the prime candidate out of the three to go back down. But you've got to look at the other teams in the Premiership, um, and I think you know. I think there's a bit of talk on the board about second season syndrome, and I think that's really true. I think almost it's almost as hard to stay up after the second season for little for for the smaller clubs than it is for the first, because the novelty factor wears off. You know, the excitement sort of slightly um, descends, if you like. So I think they're all, so teams like Watford and Bournemouth, um, Sunderland, the perennial strugglers. They might, I think, they might do better next year. So if, you know, I still think you'll get five or six teams again um, to you know all scrapping to to survive. And uh, I think all three of those teams could could well factor in be a bit be a part of that. So. I think Middlesbrough are the interesting one because they have the supporter base and and pres- presumably the resources as well to actually build quite an impressive side. But of the three, they obviously mm. need to do the most work on their squad because Burnley and Hull have pretty much retained the squads that they had last time up. They were up. 
What's the, the situation? Do, do, um, how much money to, do you don't get the nine, do, the ninety million that the Premier League clubs got at the end of the season? Did you? Um, As a promoter? No, no, we don't. Oh well, so we get so we, a, we've got the money that we like. So I think the budgets for this season. No, we no. Sorry, those, those sorry, Sam. Those payments come come in next season, season they? don't they? Yeah. So we, we 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 receive that money now. So or in the sense that we can. Sign players on the. So you're on an equal footing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on an equal footing with the rest of the Premier League yeah. clubs. Cruyff, who do for you that think money, um, Cruyff, who do you think's the most likely to stay up? I want to say Middlesbrough, but I have no logic behind that reasoning. So, <laughs> but that's that's my answer. Well, fair enough then. Um, we'll we'll move on then. And <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on then. Um, we'll we'll start to wrap things up then, and I'll get from each of you um, your favourite and least favourite game for the season uh, for your club. Um, I might start with you, Cruyff, um, as an Arsenal supporter. What was your favourite game of the season, and, and also your least favourite? Uh, from an Arsenal perspective, I'd say beating United three nil, tore them apart at the Emirates. First 20 uh, minutes, all over Yeah, all over Red Raider. Game, game was Absolutely. finished after 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, yeah brilliant that day. Awesome. Mopped the, the floor with them. Least favourite. The 4-0 at Southampton sticks out. I think that was the game after Boxing Day before New Year's. Shane Long trying um, to um, appeal himself to potential suitors from Spurs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think... I think that that's one that definitely sticks out for me. I, I guess losing to Chelsea when they're still utter Shit. rubbish is is always. I think that's was disappointing that the, was too. That the game you always lose cards? to Chelsea. Say that again. Was that the game with the two red cards? Was that? Was it yeah, one was Gabriel, one, yes. one was in the 90th minute, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gab Gabriel and. Uh, it wasn't Coughlin or someone, was it? Cazola, I think. Cazola? Yeah, Cazola. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Cazola. But, yeah, yeah. But Gabriel should never have been off and Costa should have been sent off. So it was just, it was a calamity all around, really. But, I mean, we, we should have done better, but uh, things weren't on our side that day too. So that never helps. But, I mean, yeah, the Southampton game is the real one that sticks out for me. Uh, Wilson Raider, how about for yourself? Um... Yeah, I think probably the 3-0 win at home to Man United as well. Um, I think that if there was a time when I thought there was a, like a chink of possibility of winning the league, it would have been after that game. Um, and that was, I mean, second half, we, we played really well. And I think we scored three goals in about a quarter of an hour, 10, 10 15 minutes. Um so that that sticks out. I think the win at City as well was another good one. I think we were maybe slightly fortunate to win that in a, um, but it was a really good performance as well. Um, and the worst one would, um, oh god, uh, Chelsea. Did you know what? Uh, say again. Chelsea two two was. No, it wouldn't be that Chelsea two two. I, I would say. Uh, that was just that was just a mad game. Um, but I think the one that I probably most disappointed in Foxy was at Arsenal at home because we. Ah, um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we yeah we were two one up and Arsenal were down to ten men. But surely, surely losing it to Chelsea, meaning or, you wouldn't win a title. Don't you think that's disappointing? Yeah, but, 
Yeah, but like, listen, look, if we'd have won, if we'd have, say, if we'd have held out to beat Chelsea, Chelsea that day, it still only meant Leicester had to win their next game, didn't it? It just meant it, it carried it on mm. for another match. I, I think I felt more disappointment at the Arsenal game because there were still enough games to go and um, I think we'd lost to West Ham. How about the Newcastle game? When you lost yeah, but I was glad that was a nothing game. It was like beach Still, tap football, wasn't it? It was. I mean, that was a joke. I mean, you know, you can, I can't get disappointed, upset about games that are just a bit of a joke, really. You know, I mean, all right, we may never, we may, maybe another twenty years before we finish above you, bastards. But um, it, it wasn't. It, I wasn't that that. It, the, the, no, I'm sticking with the Arsenal game. That that hurt more than the Newcastle and Chelsea ones. Okay. Well, any, any closing thoughts from you guys? A, a summary of the season, or um, who you're who you're hoping to sign over the summer, perhaps um, before we sign off? Oh, good. Um, oh, Messi would be good. Maybe <laughs> I'd like to see Bale come back. <laughs> We got first first dips. Well, we've 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 apparently activated Vardy's release clause, so that's interesting. Would you yeah. would you be happy? Would you really like that signing? Well, he scores really... goals, but he's not an Arsenal player in terms of technical ability. He can't. He's not a great dribbler. He's not a great passer. Doesn't have a great first touch. Mate, but mate, think, I suppose. Do you think Vardy's better than Giroud? Cruyff. Yeah, it's got to be. It is, but the diff- at the end of the day, they're different types of forwards. So, but so I guess what I'm asking is, if you were if you were looking to sign a striker in the summer who could lead your line for next season and be a, a better, like an improvement on Giroud, surely that's not Vardy. I agree. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. So that, yeah. Because because I think without trying to drag this on too much longer though, if we sign Vardy, we'd, I, we'd have to change our style completely yeah. or play with four up front, which means we lose someone in midfield. Yeah, uh, Wilson. Mm. Who, who are you hoping uh, to sign in the summer? Um, you're probably asking the wrong man because um, I don't know a lot. I, I, I mean, oh, outside of uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jay. Well, in, in terms, okay, well, then in terms of in terms they'll, they'll of tell the, you about it. in terms of the type of player you think you'd need to sign, where what do you need? Is it, for instance, a backup striker for Kane or yeah, it, it, it's, yeah, or? definitely, yeah. I mean, we we it's almost yeah. You can't we can't go another season without uh, uh, um, another striker, can we? I mean, uh, we we're so lucky to get away with Kane, sort of never going never going down with an injury. Plus, obviously, you can't. Whereas the Europa League, you can sort of rest up players, especially in the group games. You can't do that in the Premier um, in the Champions League. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but sure, I, I mean, we have got. To, uh, sign striker, and I'm sure we will. But just, just sort of, uh, it's going to uh, interest to see who we sign. I mean, will a striker, top, you know, t- top level striker? But yeah, you know, not talking about the very top level. But uh, would would they want to come and play second fiddle anyway? So it's it's, it's going to be interesting, really, to see see what Levy does there. Um, I don't want that Bar- um, Barra. What's his name? Barahino. I've gone right off the idea of signing him now. I think we can definitely get someone better than that. Um, is it Lacante? Lacante is blanking. Oh, that's that's probably it. I don't know anything about him, but he, he sounds. <laughs> it's, it's a nice name, so yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> okay, well, uh, <laughs> no, no worries, guys. Thanks, um, thanks for coming on for doing this um, 
recap of the season. Yeah, at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> Just room yeah. Saturday, but never. <laughs> and thanks, Crove. And we're, we're going to we're going to talk about a, um, a Euros, are we, in the next week or something? Oh uh, well, yeah, we'll try and, and do could... a Euros. We'll try and do a Euros podcast in the, in the coming weeks, um, whether it's yeah, at the start or, or at some point during the Euros to to discuss how that's all going. Um, it's probably, probably going to be the next yeah. edition. Um, and I guess I wanted to take the chance to, to thank everyone who's been on at some point this season. I think we've had Jatson Fryer Tuck, we've had NUFC Tiger. Uh, Milang Panthers um, and probably a JD JD um, Boyan obviously Boyan yeah so so there's been a good group on uh, for this season and oh what about um, you forgot you forgot one person yeah Jod oh yeah Jod of course it was a great um, <laughs> how can you forget Jod great cameo by Jod I, I actually really enjoyed that episode he was um, he was actually quite good to yeah. speak to level level headed yeah it was it was a bit surprising <laughs> i don't think i don't think it was Jod, actually i think that's <laughs> yeah, some kind of interloper <laughs> and thank you everyone for listening in i hope you've enjoyed this season of the hooligan report and and um, we'll hopefully be back in a few weeks to discuss the euros and then to preview next season so until then we'll see you on the forums <laughs>